Hi everybody, welcome to the brand new being review for the album One For All as requested by our patron Jonathan Barnes. That's right. Thank you very much for being with us today as we go through every single song through Brand Nubians One For All or likely the first half of the album in this two-part format that we do. That is, well, this is the Classic Quest podcast. That's right. This is the show where we talk about the classic albums track by track, giving mm-hmm. thoughts and opinions in every song. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And one more time for the YouTube people listenings, we are talking about Brand Nubians Project, One for All, released in 1990. Oh, snap. Not to be confused with All for One, which would make you think of The Three Musketeers. Or are they still trying to think of The Three Musketeers? I think that that might be a little inspiration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we recognize who we are talking about this project. We just go through this every week. We come up in here and we have this deep desire to grow and to learn and to kind of absorb from the music and, and just kind of enhance our overall, I guess, understanding of the culture. Yeah. And so we are very open to your comments and we care a lot about what you think. And last week or a couple of weeks ago, because we were late, we talked about the first half of Joe Budden's All Love Lost album. And on that, we got a comment from Ismail Gadamsi in response to myself, who had said that I wasn't sure who else was good emo rappers. Because Joe Budden's so emo. And he said, Slug and Idea are the best emo rappers. Slug from Atmosphere, you know, Hmm. Idea there. It's like, they are pretty good emo rappers, but it's a different kind of emo. Maybe not Slug, but Idea was definitely a different kind of emo to me. Right. Yeah. I digress. Before we get into it, I do care a lot about your comments so feel free to leave them we would love to learn yep. from you especially when talking about a group like brand newbie it's, it's you guys might be able to help and educate us as we go through the process and special thanks in advance to the patrons ismail gadamsey chris prado jonathan barnes dg black hurricane linda williams coney sparks yeah. um they're dope you just like to shut them out while you're still watching and on that note uh, why don't you reintroduce the album that we will be talking about today? Yep. So one more time, we are doing Brand Nubian's One for All album, which came out December 4th, 1990. So almost, you know, like close close enough um, in terms of date as to right now. Um, so the cover is just like these, you know, four guys um, and like brightly colored uh, jackets, which were, I guess, cool back then. Um and then, like, the guy in the front is just wearing regular glasses, and the other three behind him are wearing sunglasses. So maybe that means something. Like, he's, like, the the lead, I guess. And these other guys are, like, in his, like, group. I feel like I should be able to identify them, but I really can't. Um, I know who one of them is. Either way. <laughs> um, this usually, like... I was looking at it. Hold on. But, yeah, so... That's definitely them on the cover. And I assume one of them is the DJ. I knew who Lord Jamar was. I think he's on the right, to be honest, in the yellowish one. But Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's Grand Puma, and Grand Puma and Sadat X. And then I'm assuming it's the DJ dude. I'm not really sure. I forgot to look up who that person was. I think maybe Grand Puma is, like, the, the front one, maybe. 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 I'm not really sure. Look up. It's hard to try and find, like, well, I guess not how long. Honestly... I'm not sure that's the most interesting part of anything, really. The title one for all does give that kind of call for unity. You know, it just kind of lets you think of, you know, they're just more than just the fact that there's three rappers, the three musketeers, but it almost makes it kind of sound like 
a mission statement for a bunch of people of like-mindedness to call together to group yeah. like for i guess unity yeah um but we do like to start off the show is kind of just letting you know where we're at with on with like our familiarity with brand nubian or the various artists because like if you were a young person bumping brand nubian in 1990 your impressions of this project in 2019 uh might be extremely different than say ours would be coming into it and in my case i've never listened to brand nubian's music before this i know who they are and I've heard Lord Jamar's production before. I know who Lord Jamar is. It's um, if you follow hip hop media at all and you like DJ Vlad in any way, and I do enjoy DJ Vlad's interviews sometimes, it's impossible to avoid Lord Jamar and his opinions to a point where I know that I'm a guest in his opinion, in the house of hip-hop, being that I'm a white dude. So, you know, I kind of follow where he's coming at it, which, you know, Brand Nubian's just, I guess, always then been one of those names where knowing Lord Jamar and his opinions are affiliated with that group has, I guess, been something where I'm kind of glad we're talking about it with my deeper level of understanding of things as opposed to maybe a shallower level of understanding because i might have found him maybe a little preachier once upon a time than i do today where i feel like i kind of empathize with lord jamar here's the thing i don't bump eminem's music anymore either like it's just facts like like lord jamar i'm kind of on his side on the eminem debate he's really hot with kids now grown-ups that's just nobody's having that conversation because everyone's too focused on some dumbassery with that shit <laughs> but the truth is eminem made a bunch of choices to pander to 17 year olds and most of us are grown-ups so it's hard to connect with that shit and it doesn't really resonate with what a lot of us grown-ups want to listen to yep however i would have to give credit that the one for all album does touch on subject matter for grown-ups so kudos but anyway i just wanted to poke some fires on the Eminem Lord Jamar beef because it's the stupidest shit that Lord Jamar it just sounds like Lord Jamar currently is doing everything he can to get views by using Eminem's name because I don't really know what the battle he's fighting is and Gucci Mane said it first anyway uh, what about you do you know who Brand Nubian is before this nope fair okay, that was very deep <laughs> I mean, we already talked about the cover a little bit but I kind of like the fact that they're inside of like this it looks like under like an arc or some like place where boats like they're outside like i just picture like boats go with that kind of house looking thing and you can kind of see the sky beneath it and it looks like they're in just kind of like a nice place you know chilling but they don't like they all kind of look tough but they except for i guess mr puma who does not look very tough and i don't know I don't have to comment on it, but I do like the coloring on the border surrounding it. And I think it's interesting that it's a picture with what appears to be like a customized picture frame and the brand Nubian and the one mm. for all almost come off like engraved plaque things on top of that. And, and also too, like it's very um, like Afrocentric, like in terms of like the, the design that's kind of on the outside which is kind of like a theme that's a little bit throughout the their album as well so i thought that was kind of like a kind of a touch on that i mean i kind of like the name brand nubian as a name because kind of like plays on brand new and then like a new twist on nubian which it's actually a pretty fire name that's all i'm trying to say anyway um also we know we're white just trying to throw it out there (laughs) 
All For One is the first track on this project. Okay, we gotta start with Jamar. Why? Because, I mean, I've listened to that guy talk for years now. Listened to plenty of hours of him. I even watched his podcast with the nice lady and, and stuff. Like, I think it's really interesting, but there was just a lyric that popped out at me right off the jump. Mm -hmm. I'll make like a door and slam, fine. But then the girls try to turn my knob because I'm a heartthrob. And I'm like, I guess a young Jamar is kind of, he's, he's a cute guy, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I guess it's just a hazard that comes with the job. I'm like, fair. Because every time I rock a rhyme that shows Jamar is intellectual, girls want to get sexual. And I'm like, holy shit. In my anecdotal life, I have rocked rhymes that proved I was intellectual. And the byproduct is that girls wanted to get sexual. And I guess I wasn't expecting on the first track to connect with Lord Jamar in such a visceral way. <laughs> that apparently we like to play that sapiosexual game. We want them smart chicks who like the smart boys. And cool, Lord Jamar. We homies now. That's how I'm starting to feel a little <laughs> bit. Anyway, how do you think about this track? Um, I mean, like, right away, like, I was digging, or I'm digging uh, the beat. And, like, the <clears throat> so good. Like, it's, it's really fun. Um, I love the rhymes. I didn't really find that there was, um, like, a story but more just like flowing and making cool rhymes um, and just like the overall, just like overall being great. Like it's pretty good. And like, that's kind of like what they're singing about that they're the best and whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, Sad, Sadat, Sadat X, I don't know. He had, I think he went by like two different names. I think his name is Sadat X and Derek, I think is the other name he goes by mm -hmm. is his government. Right. So they're, they're both I guess. Um, I don't know. He was my least favorite um, so far, but like I just it was like, like he was the one that I noticed that stood out to me as like being like mm, a little less good, but um, doesn't mean that he wasn't great. Um, I don't know. It's just fun and uh, enjoyable and like that they live like, like, like by example. Um, and I just thought it was like a fun song to like introduce their style because it's uh, pretty like... I mean, it's very, like, maybe of the times, a little bit more, uh, like, of what was happening at the time. But um, for me, it's like a fun throwback, I guess. So I gave it a 4.3 on 5. Fair enough. I like the fact that the beat's fucking great. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is this, like, a good example of sampling done right where yep. it just flows in, like... This doesn't feel like 1990, the production, the engineering, like it all feels a few well, years. It kind of sounds like it feels, it feels better than the 1990 stuff that we've heard. It feels like a couple, like 93-ish. Okay, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it feels more advanced. Like honestly, like <laughs> people heard this shit and learned a couple of things type of feel. Not to say that there wasn't good shit. Like, you know, we've, we've come across quite a few great producers of this era, mm -hmm. but I was a little surprised to see that this album was in 1990. Now, as you may know, for those who've noticed in the last couple of weeks, I've been talking about listening to these tracks on my elliptical a lot because that's kind of what's been happening in my life. Yeah. And <clears throat> you can put these tracks, any one of them, honestly, the whole album from a beat point of view on loops and just listen to it for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes in a row, the same song. And it's just, it's just good, groovy, like bouncy kind of stuff. Like um, you can feel the live element. You can feel like how this would be so good to dance to. And I really, I really appreciate just how well it is. Mm -hmm. Another thing to comment on is on all three of the dudes, um, they're from like the literal skill of rapping. 
they're so tight every every syllable is clear and enunciated the rhythms are interesting and flow over the beats and like a way that again it feels later than 1990 it feels like really impressive to me like the more the fact that it's 1990 makes me doubly <laughs> impressed by how like good it actually sounds okay fair. um on top of that they sound fucking smart and they're actually saying some interesting shit a little bit of corny stuff too like quick to toast an mc just like an english muffin but on the other hand yeah it's nice to toast an English muffin and put some butter on it. it like, is. that's quite delicious. Mm. Um, don't worry about a thing because the is never bluffing. That's ground pooba on the first verse. I get headaches from the wax, so I take a buffer and I max. I wait until the opportune time, then I tax, but should I max? Now they say sinning is for sinners, so I guess I'm not a sinner. Beginnings for beginners, so I guess I'm no beginners. It's not, like, the greatest, but it's also... <laughs> really not bad it's it's really like it flows well like yep this is gonna have to be one of those reviews where i i don't go like so fucking like literal like deep poetics we're not quite there yet but on the other hand it's interesting how he establishes himself as a good person right i'm not a sinner because cynics for losers it's like I'm, right. i have like integrity and shit with how i stand and stuff i like quality i'm ready to go i'm not a liar you know i put money in my pocket uh whatnot and you know it just like i can think of many ep- uh, sorry a line that really popped out to me is and i can think of many episodes i swung in lincoln park and i realized something that's actually sampled on lincoln parks rihanna mm. uh, their remix album on the song high voltage right. and it just clicked anyway because it says lincoln park and that's why Anyway, no, I'm not a phony, and I got a tenderoni. Love the way she is. Not too fat, not too bony. Don't drink Sanka. Won't sink like a tanker. Not the boots off a skirt and catch a blanket. And I thank her. See, he has manners. <laughs> and it's just definitely like, look, this song, at least on the, is going to be on what I'm going to call the more airy, goofy, fun side of stuff. Like, you right. can just throw this on and have a good time. And it overall kind of feels proper. So that X comes through. And I feel like he's got a great contrast to the smooth, goofy. Like, the ground poobah makes me think of a teddy bear. So that X is a little rougher, a little more, like, punch into it. Plus the music video, I did watch it. I also don't remember much from it except it was dark in the video. But I, tr- I watched it for uh, those who was there. I just don't remember it. Um... That means it was probably a really typical looking video and Lord Jamar looked like a fucking kid. That's the only <laughs> thing I can remember. Um, I like when Sadat X is like, Masu- uh, to Mike Adelphia, I go to self and be still be slamming. The school bells ringing and I caught somebody cramming for the test. So yes, my study guy was thick. I caught you with my verbal dare heart. You just a nick. I just kind of like the way he flows it. I like the way it kind of has this more juvenile style to it. like, And then it's a little dangerous. Like, I cut you with my verbal, but it didn't really hurt you. It's just a little, a little nick. Like, I'm, I'm giving you a warning shot with where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I really liked it, but... I take care of them before I take care of others. Sorry, to the rare I'm out of here. Don't front on my brothers. I take care of them before I take care of others. The Woodbats is doing in the nineties. It's aluminum. Step to the stage with a mic and I'm doing them something awful. I'm a citizen and I'm lawful. I go to Hunter in the fall, rip the policeman's ball. And again, you just get the sense that he's a kind of decent guy. He yeah. takes care of his own. And I like the fact that as much as it's really goofy and kind of weird as shit, it's also different in the sense that 
they're dropping the kind of community building ethics off the jump to kind of take that little twist that instead of being a criminal or a badass or a person whatever i'm gonna be a good guy it it seems to be like the mantra that's kind of running it through also what really stuck out of me is he took the time to delete all the curses so moms reach deep in your purses and buy me take me home and try and do me well which is a little call out to another track on the album that we'll be talking about yep try to do me it's it's a bizarre anyway we'll get there it's (laughs) later on um and i thought that was nifty because how smart is that you want to fuck the moms which it's a good time you cut the cussing out so that they can play the music in front of their kids gets it in their minds plus it shows you're a little respectful and i kind of like the fact that as much as they're good guys you know they're in it for the they're, they're they're in it for reasons you can relate to and they're almost showing you and here's it's just because it's related to another theory they're showing you that by being a good guy you get action in your life yeah. and i have a theory that if quebec as a government were to tell the young men of that are english speaking that by learning to speak french they could fuck quebec women easier that more men would learn to speak french <laughs> and i i know it sounds like a way but if we tried it, maybe the young men who hate French Usually for it. Usually when you get like a, a French girlfriend or boyfriend, like I feel like everybody like learns French like yeah. immediately. If you find out that like, you know, you're going to end up with blowjobs for speaking French, <laughs> you're incentivized to speak French more. And I know it sounds a little bit perverse, okay. but it might work a little better. Um Anyway, then Lord Jamar comes in and he kind of, I would say he sounds like an in-between of the two. And I like yeah. i like the way he flows. So the three yeah. of them really work together. Um, I kind of like later on when he's like, whips rhymes into shape with a mic cord. I do it because I'm a positive black man eating up suckers as if I was Pac-Man, not a Dapper Dan fan. I stay casual to rock like the J. It comes gradual. And I kind of like the fact that he, like, brings up, like, you know, Dapper Dan with the fancy suits and, you know, him kind of representing that side of hip-hop and being like, nah, I'm just kind of a regular dude and whatnot. And then I thought that was nice, you know? And understand your culture of freedom, power, equality with the gods so you can build and burn your cipher. All your life must teach truth of the true and living God. And I'm like damn eh they really like lay it on all the fun and goofy then lord jamar comes in and goes oh yeah and fucking be a proper motherfucking person <laughs> i mean i'm paraphrasing it but yeah yeah and i really appreciate that which and and do and when you do that pursue that goal which made the student enroll and only then you'll prosper and i suppose i can appreciate him pushing spiritual wealth on his community as being a really positive thing especially in the modern era. And I can't say Eminem ever did that. So kudos, Lord Jamar. Mm -hmm. Props to you for that point of what you did in 1990. Um, Anyway, not to say anything about Lord Jamar right now. So how did you feel about this track, though, in terms of a grid? I really don't remember if you gave one. Um, I gave it a 4.3 on 5. Very cool. So it feels so good. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this track? (sighs) <sighs> well, um, I mean, this one is very fun. What was the sigh? Is it that bad? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. Um, th- this one is fun. This I like this one. And it's clearly like um, 
it gives you like the feeling of them being like a team and that they kind of like play off of each other the way that they kind of like go back and forth and so i like that that it's sort of like like they're they're tight like they're friends Fair um, um Laura Jamar's part, you know how I would l- always love like buddies and stuff like that, you know? Um so Laura Jamar's part on uh this one is not really um using like material things to like change your look he to looks. He likes um natural, natural women. Um oh, yeah. and then like but it just made, it made me laugh because, like, in the first verse, like, Derek X or Sadat X or whatever, um, he didn't like the girl because she had, like, chin hairs and stuff. And I was like, well, that is part of being a natural woman. Hello. Um, but that's not an attractive natural woman. That's what he's trying to – he's like, this, you're not, I know, you're I know, not, I got you're not it, I got getting it. the deepness of this. I got it. See, I figured. she has to be natural and hot. Mm, okay, okay, of so course, you were missing of course. that point. Right? Um, so anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, this one, I find like they're just like playing around a little bit on this one and like, just like, I don't know. I like the camaraderie of this one. That's just kind of like my overall impression of it. And it made me feel so good. And it seems like it makes them feel so good. And it's just like fun music that's going to make you feel good. Um, so it's fun. It's well made. Um, you know, it's them like kind of being a little bit cocky and like, you know, how they get ladies. So I give it a 4.25 on 5. Fair enough. I like the like starting part, you know, like, yes, yes, yes. It's a test, test, test. And they're bouncing off each other. Yeah. And then it, it takes a turn. Yeah, you and your girl came to see the three rock. Now she stays. It's like, okay, that's rude. Mm-hmm. I thought you guys literally in the last track were talking about <laughs> being good men and honorable people. Not for long. Apparently, if the girl's hot enough, that doesn't matter very much. Hmm. Um, kick the funky lyrics, throw it down to her PJs. Okay, so now they're rapping at the girl, she's stripping. I respect that. Lay her on the floor, do the work in three ways. Like, damn, that's a strong start to this album. Unless I'm mistaken here, they ran a train on the girl. That's basically what they laid her down and did the work in three ways. How else is this going down? I guess. What else is happening here? And it felt so good. After the party, guess what? She's still paying. As in, not only did they triple tag team this lady, she paid for everything. And that's how the song started. And I'm like, wow. I don't like, like I just wow. With the rest of this album, it's such an unexpected twist, but so, so I'm a young man, you know, like yep. so young man shit. Ah, uh, I just it's fantastic, and yeah. Um, otherwise, they come in, and I like the I like how they kind of flow off of each other, and it's not so much like at least at first that everyone has like long verses they kind of you know so that x starts it off with a short one you know caught this girl a mink sable in return i got a cable her name was fat mabel she broke my kitchen table see mabel was a larger lady and they intercoursed on his kitchen table and it broke yep ate pasta with this rasta went out with his sister had the hairs on her chin thought she was a mister see Went disco dancing, gave my feet a big blister, smacked her in her face, and t- what? Why did you hit her in the fucking face for stepping on you? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Nope. That's literally in the first verse until I finally dissed her. Um. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm like I don't know what like. Sometimes you go back to the. 
a it's lot different of era. the music, right? Like I watched a video today of like the hit, the rock songs of 1990, the hit rock songs. I'm like, there were quite a few of them about fucking girls that are 17. I'm like, yeah. I realized how much of the music of the 80s that, you know, our parents idolize as the greatest shit ever is just like, let's fuck this 16-year-old submissive shit backstage while we gangbang <laughs> a bunch of hoes. Ta-da. Fuck fuck hip-hop that's the follow-up statement anyway i'm just absolutely like dumbfounded by the amount of like flagrant flagrant like did he just literally be like i'm a fucking smacker in the face like that's a cool thing y'all can tell me it's another time and shit but like last track be a good man smack her in the face because she (laughs) stepped on my feet okay maybe i don't know maybe it was with his dick and then he dished her as jizzing on her face. Either way, I'm not certain. Uh, encounter a stunt, and this is now Grand Pumba. In her mouth were five fronts. And stunt was on a wiggy. Thought her name was Ziggy, but her name was Lucy. I met her on a deucey. Put me on a hold to go in a store and get Lucy. Nothing happened there. I, he just rhymed, and it was fine. But nothing really happened there. Um, Lord Jamar comes in. And he knows this new girl named Tina, and her eyes were green. And, like, I guess he looks at her and sees the cosmetic changes of contacts, and you're not natural. You know what? Synthetic cosmetic. It was pathetic. All I'm saying, man, is... Right. It's just a little weird. I get, like, the idea of the whitewashing of an aesthetic, and there's an argument to be made that maybe your preference is black women who don't go out of their way to look white and there but i think there's a better way to convey it maybe um either way he doesn't like how she looks so fuck her i'm gonna go talk to her cousin and it's like oh so y'all noble till it comes down to women and then y'all kind of sound like some pieces of shit over here. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. Like, I guess, yeah. Holy crap. All three of them managed to sound like douchebag. Well, sorry, Grand Pumba didn't really say anything. So Sadat so X and, and Lord Jamar managed to both sound like assholes by them. Feels so good. <laughs> Misogyny. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it ends yeah, up coming off so. as. Again, 2019, my honky ass over here <laughs> trying to just, you know, analyze these lyrics. I don't know. Come here. Let me put it to you like this, sugar. Don't go changing to try to please me. Jamar, you just basically said if you're going to look away, going to change. Okay, so allow me to rephrase what I was trying to say. <clears throat> okay. If she was changing for herself and then you make her go back to her natural look, you're making her change to please you. Boom. Jamar's a yep. hypocrite, yo. Mm-hmm. Don't change the color of your hair. What the fuck's wrong with y'all? Colorful hair is lovely, man. I don't give a shit. When a white girl shows up with purple hair, that shit's not natural. It's still lovely. Um, <laughs> I said, no, no. I just want someone. I'm like, okay. So basically now, it's uh, you must fit my vision of what a beautiful woman is. And that there was criticism about Typical. like Kendrick Lamar's lines like I like to ask with the stretch marks and shit like almost again like oh you have to look this way to please me and the tone of this thing is so prevalent because that's recent and no it's not different I, uh, I guess it's the exact yeah. same message be natural don't be fake be you know whatever don't try, and it's the same message but the way these men say it and I'm including Kendrick in that is do it for my sexual gratification it isn't like be a beautiful no, woman no but I I 
even I feel like the like the message put, comes across a little bit different. Like uh, be like yes. Does it? No, I don't know. It's, I think it's, you just like Kendrick, so you're very having trouble with this because <laughs> maybe I'm right. And it's like I get what you're saying is yes, but I think it's also saying is that you don't have to um, do all these fake things that all these other women are doing. Like you can just be you, and I will find that beautiful. Like. Just you being you. I think that that's more the message, and it's less I think about both of those, change for me. Like all I don't of know. these guys are saying the same thing in the same awful way. They're okay. all trying to say be your beautiful self, and they're all just kind of making it about themselves and their preferences. I guess so. Yeah. And you can argue it, but you're just <laughs> like, I like humble so much. It's such a good. That's what I'm hearing you say now. No. <laughs> anyway, then Grand Puma gets a bigger verse. Too hot. Uh, to handle when I was young, I used to vandal giving girls the comfort like a foot and a sandal. What the fuck does that mean? Are you like putting like he sandals on their feet or are you kicking them? Like, I'm confused. Always help to another brother, never running scandals. I respect that, my friend. And if I hit the skids, well, I'll just panhandle. Okay. Now I'm getting papes, but the stunts get the vapes. I see it. They were vaping back then. I see it as a joke. That they I don't vape. think so. I know, but it's funny. Uh, I, see, cause it's the, you see, I see it as a joke, too, because they break when you're broke. I can give a roar like an ancient dinosaur. And I'm like, that's the greatest line that what the <laughs> fuck happened in this verse again. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I can't figure out Grand Puma on this track. It's like he said a lot and nothing was actually said except it was goofy. And he said he did it. Roar. He actually roars and everything. And then he swings the microphone like the great mighty Thor. That I understood. It was nice. Anyway. I think the Maxwell line is related to Get Smart and the show Maxwell Smart. I might okay. be wrong. It could be. Y'all y'all older cats up in there who remember the culture of the late 80s could correct me if I'm wrong because I'm, I'm 32, so I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm a, I'm a middle child like J. Cole. Um, anyway, then Sadat X does his next verse, and it's fine. Um, throw a dip in my hip so they call me extra ill making big hits from tidbits how I make my bread do some sit-ups and squat threats to keep a level head cause I'm well bred and mannered are you? anyway I create. didn't you just tell me you're gonna slap a bitch? anyway I created my workshop stay up late at night until my brain says to stop then I quit I woke up in the morning and continue it I like the like the discipline and the well-bred mannered version of Sadat X we're getting here. It's just not the same as the same guy and the same. It, keep in mind, this is the same song. <laughs> Wait. Yep, yep, true. I don't get it. Um, I like the fact that he's also okay with like pointing out that he does get a little high sometimes, but he's like pretty like calm with it. He's not yep. into uh, other type shit. Uh, and so I feel like there's a human a human side to him that's interesting, and you feel like his his dedication to the craft. It's just I can't. I, I, maybe it's a little excessive on this podcast, but allow me to restate the line just because i think i think smacked her in the face until what the fuck dude you're not that well mannered like i don't know i don't know if they're supposed to not make these connections or like if in 1990 like nobody cared or like this just wasn't noticed but it's so baffling to me that that was just cool like that just sounds like domestic abuse is being made cool anyway um 
then Lord Jamar comes in and he just sounds smart. Like, girl sculpt this. Like, in astrology, they acknowledge me. And I'm like, that's pretty good. That's because I'm God. And I'm assuming this is more of, like, the the 5% or nation of Islam sense of God being yeah. black man. And don't look too hard in the sun because you might get done. My number seven. And I believe seven is God. And then six plus one also has specific numerology meanings. And I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but they exist. Now, anyway, you count Lord Jamar will amount to be a tower. So, yo, acknowledge my powers. I conclude to girls. I won't be rude just verbally feeding my mental food unless you're a natural and then girl I'm gonna be rude and fuck your cousin instead again like there's some inconsistencies but I can get past it I'm bellish with lyrics that might be the most honest thing this dude said in the whole track that can't be contested because embellish means you exaggerate it, it doesn't mean honesty it mm -hmm. means exaggerations yep. and shit um, MC rhymes are ancient like a dinosaur fossil I'm like that's the second dinosaur bar on this song. It's awesome. Like, I don't know if I like this, if I think it's corny. I like it, though, because it's corny. We used to be there, some there, soloists. You have to also remember, it. like, there are several times that, like, I have to remember, too, that they are, like, young guys in this I one. Know. Like, they're, I can't remember, like, what age they're at, but they're, this is, I like, know. their first album. I know, but yo, Bonnie discombobulated MCs with my vicinity guys like my rhymes girls like my masculinity and, and honestly Lord Jamar stole it for this one for me he's my favorite I have a lot more respect for him as a rapper having heard this project actually and look I know I'm being goofy because this fucking song's goofy mm -hmm. it's a weird track I don't know how to feel about it. I forgot all about the music video, which I watched, and I feel like dumb because like I watched and I forgot everything, but it wasn't that substantial then. 4.25. All right. So let's move on to Concerto. Concerto in X minor. Ah, oh, fucking guy. This is where the album just gets flipped turned upside down for me because we, we were in, let's say, a goofy phase the last two tracks. It wasn't really serious. Mm -hmm. Let's be real. This shit is is pretty serious. It flips right away. It's got this um, little intro where he's doing, and him, this is a, a Sadat X solo track. I think that's cool. I, I want to just touch on that for a second. Mm -hmm. You'll notice sometimes with the group albums that there's like template groups where everybody has to have a verse or this that the next thing and then there's just groups where the best songs made the album and that's kind of what it is and that's kind of what i think happens here because you go from someone's will have grand puma the whole time some will have all three i think a couple of sedat x i'm not sure if any have just lord jamar but uh i thought that was just interesting how it almost gives you this feeling of i never know what i'm going to get next on this project from like yeah. a lyrical perspective because after getting all the goofy shit, um, we get this uh, this introduction, like, good evening, my newbie and brothers and sisters. And it's funny, like, and he's trying to do, like, the Ed Sullivan, like, yeah. Ed Sullivan show. So we got a really big show conducting his concerto in X minor. We have the brother Derek X, and his theme tonight will be on racism in New York. Backdrop. I'm like, what? Big pivot from the last couple of tracks. And now... I suppose this is what I was expecting it to be. And so I was expecting it to be more like an entire album of songs like this. And I was actually really surprised by the goofy shit. But then it's like they, they suck you in with the we're regular ass dudes. And then once you're kind of vibing and dancing, they smack you with the fucking knowledge. Yeah. How do you feel about this chart though? 
Um, I like this one, and I, I felt like the beat sounded familiar, like it was something that I've heard before, or it was maybe like sampled in something that I've listened to, but so I thought that was kind of like interesting, and I think that's also something a lot of people do, is they kind of go to the older albums to sample it's them. It sampled so. a bunch of Last Poet stuff, and we have mm-hmm. heard a bunch of Last Poet stuff before. Uh, maybe. But that might be the vocal samples. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, we have like the funny, like, you know, impersonation at the start and, you know, it's nice when you, I don't know, when you hear like quirky things like that, it makes it more personable, uh, to, to like the listener. Um, so exactly like what you said, he's talking about racism, um, especially like in New York and, you know, against black people because it's what he and they have all dealt with, um, having been black people in New York themselves. Um, so it's fun and it's like goofy sounding and it's like it has such a great beat, yet it still has like this like serious issue um, in in like kind of intertwine in it. But they're still positive, even though they're upset by all of this that's, ha- that's happening. They're still seeing the good things um, about it and like what they can do to kind of um, stop, stop it, I guess, or, you know, not. I don't know. Or just kind of like shouting out like the people who have dealt with it, but just kind of like being like uplifting about it. Like it's it's kind of nice. Um, and at the end, um, they like shout out a bunch of other like New York artists of this era. So, um, you know, which is nice because because they're all kind of like brothers and especially if they're all sort of in that like five percent um belief system uh you know that so that it makes sense that they're all kind of like brothers and they're all supporting each other on each other's music um so yeah i thought that was kind of cool and like they're very much like they're having fun and calling life as they see it um you know with the situations that are happening and you know and it's early 1990s so in new york so there was a, a lot of um i mean we all know i feel like uh, you know police brutality and like the you know same thing as now um and like things were much worse in terms of like the hood and like the violence and the crime and um the crack epidemic was like happening as well so it was um you know which we will talk about kind of a little bit throughout the album um so i mean there was a lot going on and they definitely see like the brighter side of life a little bit so i like this one i give it a 4.5 on 5 I mean, I think it's just such an interesting idea to make something that has effectively got this dancey, groovy rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. So it, essentially, you, you, I could just picture a world where you throw this on at a party and everyone's grooving, and the next thing you know, this comes on, and like you don't have to stop dancing, but at the same time, the actual content that's being delivered to you is is more intelligent is more interesting and yeah. i uh, i kind of appreciate that so like i like the way he starts the first verse you know like i'm kind of blessed so i wrote the man this manifesto for life co-signed by the others with a knife and you know scratches and brand Nubian. <laughs> on the real tip let's take a field trip from the ghetto you pick the time and we'll meet in the meadow to discuss racial issues and tension new york's a powder cake that i forget to mention and it's like it's pretty top level but it's pointing out there's tension like shit's about to go down like we we can talk about it in maybe a more peaceful place if that makes you feel more comfortable um you know when things got wild and woolly yeah that day the feds played the role of the, bu- of the bully and again it's still kind of top level and it's still kind of nice sounding but he's pointing out like the cops is kind of assholes 
and then Huey Newton was slain, and we all felt the pain of Yusuf Hawkins. And when you really look into all the bullshit that went into the assassinations and crap related to the different uh, black civil leaders and, and people who really just were trying to build communities, trying to build like proper resources, but no, you're going to teach the black people how to unite? We're going to fucking assassinate you type shit. And it's really fucked up, man. And I suppose it's not something I can fully, fully appreciate being a white dude in Montreal, but like... I definitely can say that the more I learn about the history behind a lot of these complaints, the more I can empathize with how awesome it is that they took the time to almost put that history into it. Mm -hmm. um, and they was mad, but we were squawking. They tried to show a false compassion, yet at the rally, they tried to bash in our brains. Oh, yeah, right, because the riot police is going to show up and fuck you up. Yep. That shit's still real. Um, further adding to the bloodstains, I was mad at this news, and so was my brothers, and I wanted to get violent, but I'm a lover of black mothers, and black mothers need sons, not children that's been killed by guns. Mm -hmm. So it's like in light of the rage, in light of everything that's happening, you got to behave a certain way because if you die, you know, you're robbing your mother of her son, and it's a bad news bear situation. And I just kind of like how he ends it with this call of, I will stop the racial injustice if I get the chance to. And it's just really powerful. Yep. Um, now, the civilized man's main goal is to teach and to try to achieve this with verbal outreach in my community and all outlying counties, spread the message of good with my not, not rule mighty, step up the right. Anyway, and he kind of just points out, so it's not just so much that everything's fucking bad, but he has this platform and this ability to spread a message for good, and he'll be that advocate to reach out. He'll be almost that apostle of truth in the midst of all this darkness. And you get that, y'all don't stop, y'all don't quit, Derek Higgs, I'm guaranteed to better ultimate, I kicks for the flavor. So bust that, I dropped a stack from my almanac, it's all truth, so it's got to be shown fact. Which is nice, like honestly, like I much prefer this over the last track. Uh, the record's in the record store. Categories Black War, best you ever saw, and it comes in a three or a four pack. In a month or two, I'll be back to, you know, it's like, I kind of like it. It's like my album's out, we got the message out there, and we'll keep coming back, and we'll keep doing our thing, and we'll keep it strong. And then it just kind of message substance that an X cannot be thrown out the window. Unseen lean two years past the teen, never use makeup, got a natural sheen. It's like that, let's have a ball. I'm Derek X, about six feet tall. I'm only 5'7 myself, just saying. <laughs> uh, but I thought it was really nice. And then this is a little outro shouts out everybody. And it was just, it just felt like a good way to share your message and your mission statement and whatnot. And I thought it was nice. The beat's a little erratic, not my favorite, but still enjoyable. And I gave it a 4.25 on 5. You're right. Well, next time it's rank time. <laughs> Um, well, I like it. I like the um, I like the the title. Even it's just because it's kind of like a, a throwback, you know, to like ragtime uh, music and I think dance as well. Um, so there's like a nice flow on this one. I think it was really cool. Um, I really like the mixing. Um, like I, you know, they mention um, that he doesn't eat meat. Um, you know, kind of passing on the, the message of the Nation of Islam. Again, this is like really popular at this time. Um, they're mentioning the, the crackheads that are around. And again, so like that's sort of what's going on, um, you know, in terms of like what they're seeing and like the situation is real. And, um, you know, like the crack, crack epidemic was real. Um, 
and yet like just like still trying to stay positive and you know kind of still being like yeah we're still the best you know we still got it you know even though all this is going on we're uh we're just gonna like keep making our music and keep doing what we do so um i kind of like this one it was fun um i like the way that they rap on this one um like it's fun to like spit to but like i can see how this one can be used um for like break dancing and i think a lot of like the songs on this album can be used for like break dancing as well so i like that there's kind of like that which feels like it flows in there for me as well so i give this uh, a 4.5 on 5. I definitely think this has that more upbeat, quicker pace, kind of bounciness to it in terms of the music. And yeah. everyone's rapping kind of gets a little more spastic. Like, well, New York roars, my voice box soars. I'll open your pores because it's one of my chores. Like, you know, it has that, like, old-timey fast flow to it. Yeah. Like, not, like, like they're not chopping yet, but they're, like, they're, they're pushing the boundaries, the speed a little bit. Um... And I just like the way they come through, like kicking beats to bongos, rhythms, cutting rhymes to a schism. People often wonder and ask, is I'm the best? Surely you jest. I'm not down with the rest. In fact, they failed the test. It's my vernacular. It's simply spectacular. My bite is in your neck. It's the effect of Dracula. And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, you're fucking funny, synetics. And it, like, it's all right. Like, it, it totally has that grandiose, bouncing wordplay. Um goofy references consistent rhyming and there is an abundant lack of swearing on this album and i think that is something that i think is pretty noticeable and good like and i i don't know i don't know that on these more goofier flossier songs it's entirely a whole lot that i find like next level interesting in general of this era it's just kind of fun to listen to it just kind of rolls and it's smooth and if it's not really i feel like you're not necessarily supposed to be thinking that deeply on this track right but in light of that you float towards the end where it's like now nah, i'm out for mines and i'm going to clock what's mine on the line on a rhyme i will die never ate a pig can't deal with the swine and that's a cool line because it, it's the double entendre about yep. the pork and being part of the, the nation of islam and the pigs is in the cops and shit keep on my keep on yes my word is bond speaking that knowledge like farrakhan and i'm like man uh he's using uh mr farrakhan as like a essential point like really yep. letting you know who you can get the knowledge from what do y'all think of mr of, of louis farrakhan in, in this day and age i i, I get I, I know that it's a very split reaction i'm just curious to know your reaction um then you know the the little chorus comes in and Grand Pumba kind of like hypes everything up. Lord Jamar drop it. He comes in, he drops the bass because when it hits, I bounce him. I do this on my seven when one half ounce is a brain. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're smarter than everyone. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Which I contained in manifesto. The record is bought, so I figure I ought to elaborate. So it's like you could be concise, but since you have to rap, you may as well. <laughs> I speak the facts black, I don't exaggerate, I just get to the bare essentials, demand them and I talk on my credentials, cause you I never slept, my mom was in the right place, now must take her steps and retrace to back to a time when black was re- defined as original, godlike, supreme, divine. And I have to give Lord Jamar credit. On almost every verse we've heard from him in particular, it's like he can't leave the topic. And I like that because it's so important for him to like bring up the history. And, and So this would be like, I guess at a point where 
black history is not prevalent knowledge. It isn't something you can just Google and shit. So actually spreading this message has such a heavy power to it, especially because, I mean, for us, it's easy to now go learn whatever the fuck you want to learn. You know, I never thought about that. So seeing him do this and to make sure that even if others on the track are going to be whatever, just flossing... Jamar is flossing his knowledge of why, you know, of self, you know, you got to know knowledge of self, the foundation, no wisdom's the way to let it out. Understanding is the manifestation and culture freedom, the final turnout because it's right time. So, yeah, he's all fun and whatever. But the fact that he keeps it focused like that, I find it almost really, like really, really respectable. And then Grand Pumba comes in on the third verse. He stands as a pharaoh and read up on Elijah. And again, it's still that knowledge shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Trick uh, ends on my friends because Pumba's not a miser. Lasts longer than Duracell or an energizer. <sighs> Do kids know what those things are anymore? Yes. I, I question that because I think they might know what Amazon Basics batteries are or whatever Walmart's brand of batteries are. But everybody's batteries are fucking good now because what the hell uses batteries? You need batteries only for devices that need shit batteries. Like, you know when you get something and it's like, make sure to buy Dollarama batteries for this like or you'll fuck it up because it can't handle real batteries. Yes. I'm honestly thinking of sex toys because you actually... I don't... I don't... I don't... I know that I have purchased sex toys um, without any names involved. And uh, there were battery requirements of shittier batteries for this particular. Really? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't a great toy. I'm just saying that was. (laughs) But like, anyway, batteries got real good. So I just find it funny because it's kind of like, wow, the idea that like the Energizer Bunny is going to become a thing nobody knows about soon. It could be something that Jimmy Kimmel uses. I don't Jimmy think so. I mean, it's still on commercials to, at the very least. So could, I mean, for anybody who still has TV. See, so Jimmy Kimmel can bully kids on the internet with it. Or is it Fallon? I don't know which Jimmy it was that bullied Billie Kimmel. Eilish. It was Kimmel. That guy's a fucking asshole. Um, <clears throat> anyway. I rock a rhyme at a wedding. Next tour, I'm probably heading. You want a beat like this? Check the stack of Otis Redding. I'm hurting like a blister, confusing like I like twister. that line. I like Otis Redding. Not only a child, four brothers and one sister. And I guess it's kind of regular. I feel like it's good stuff. It's good wholesome type shit. Like, again, this... So I feel like for the most part on this project, it's been really integritous, decent guys that we're getting, except for when women are involved on that one song. <laughs> I um, guess. I like this one more. I thought it bounced really well. It had a great flow to it, and I gave it a 4.35 on 5 instead. Anyway. Okay. Shall we keep the funkiness going? To the right? To the right. Not like Beyonce. All right, Bonnie. How do you feel about this one? Well, um, we all know that I like the James Brown sample. Let's just get that out of the way. Um... Uh, so I think it was fun. Um, this one is, you know, they're mentioning clap your hands for the Zulu nation. Um, I like that because where I grew up, uh, Zulus were not, I don't know. They were different types of people. Um, there were people who had uh, no fingernails and have, um, like no hair. So that's where those are the types of people. Wait, that, what? Yeah. There were. Where? <laughs> Zulus in Huntington. We're talking about like middle of nowhere Quebec. It's like, I don't know. Huntington, just give me one second. I'm literally just going to look up. Um, Okay, well, I can only find uh, a French news article about the myth of the Zulus of Huntington. Um, And 
Yeah, so I think it's just like too much interbreeding. I have literally never heard of this. That's all I was trying Where to there, say. But there's a whole bunch of them that are there, and it's just like this random community of Zulus, I guess. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's appropriate to even call them that. I don't know if that's what they are. But anyways, um, that's what happened when I grew up. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I like this one. Um, uh, so there was a very popular book um, around this time that my sister is constantly uh, recommending to me. Uh, I still need to read it. Uh, I have not yet. Um, and it has to do with a, one of these lines. And it's appear from the rear with my clan and I'm the cave bear. So clan of the cave bear is the book that she is insisting that I still read. If any of you guys have read it, let me know. Uh, let me know if you think it's a great book or not. Um, so anyways, I like this one. It's fun. It's nice. It's a little bit slower uh, than the last ones, but um, I still enjoyed it. I give this a 4.35 on 5. So I would like to say that I'm pretty sure any like Zulu talk is, is going to be related to the Zulu Nation yes. or Africa. Obviously. Or yes, 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 yes. I get nothing that. Nothing to do with Huntington, Quebec. No. Which is... Quebec is pretty fucking racist, though. Like, I'm not going to lie. If you Google Quebec racism, you'll find that it's vibrant and alive up in our modern world. Yes. There are quite a few rivers that are basically the N-word in French river in Quebec um, to this day. Anyway, um, I thought what was really interesting about this track is that we have reviewed two separate songs already that have sampled this particular song in their work. Because at one point, you had made some comment about how it's almost like people were creating shit to be sampled. Mm -hmm. And so one could argue that this was done here because it ends up Fair being enough, sampled yeah. by Skins uh, in the Pete Rock and CL Smooth album that we reviewed so very recently, Mecca and mm -hmm. the Soul Child. Yep. It is also sampled in Kiss, Keep It Simple Stupid by Diamond D and the Psychotic Neurotics. Both New York dudes around that time true, true, popping true. off around that era. These albums are very close to each other. Maybe they were all, all like, using like, is, the same producer or something. Well, I, I don't know, but I feel like Back then, people were a lot more liberal with their sampling before people started really getting lawsuits for it. Um, I feel like I'm not really sure what the hell this song had. If there's any like real thing deeper to it, I feel like it's, again, a little more of that fun, goofier side to them. Like, Grand Pumbaa starts us off, well, honey, here's a hickey. Pumbaa is not a quickie. That's good to know, man. It's good to know that you mark up the ladies and your dick can last. When it comes to skins, god damn, I'm picky. He's also shallow, ladies. He's also shallow. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just interpreting yeah. his lyrics here. Like, I, I just you look at the way masculinity gets presented in 1990 by like these guys who probably smashed tons of girls. And if you probably tried to pull that today at 20 years old in 2019 in most places, you just get shot down for the exact same thing mm -hmm. that was considered sexy, what, 30 years ago? Fascinating shit, man. Because it just comes off so lame. I bet it worked, but it comes off lame to me today. And if she's less than dope, I hope this limo's got taints. I guess that means you're getting sex. I don't know. Sex in the limo still sounds good today, by the way. <laughs> now, honey, you see, good this may know. sound profound, but let me love you down. And if I'm uptown, I'm back downtown. All skins have been and I get snow frowns. You see, doo-doo MCs really think they can outlast. I smell get. I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit bored with this verse, but 
it's another one of those verses where what he's saying is far less interesting than how he's saying it because he's rapping it really well and it's quite enjoyable to listen to like the i dip dip dive and events you know like it's that kind of goofy fun like yeah it really just feels old school and nice but again really good uh then uh the chorus is fine it just feels like a good live video type thing uh sadat x does the second verse um and he kind of flows through and he's like this girl done tried to cram because she was down at the old school she smacked me attacked me harassed me till i swung but i made her see stars because her bell rung like did you just what <laughs> uh okay no i'm not a wife beater no i'm not a girl cheater but on two songs you've now implied you smashed a chick okay anyway i nipped this problem in the bud i think he says bud but somebody wrote butt on genius with my forest the rule hold on she smacked me attacked me harassed me till i swung but i made her see stars because her bell rung how is that not like she hit him a bunch and he punched her in the fucking head yeah i guess eh and then he's like no i'm not a wife beater Man, you're giving me some mixed messages yep. to that ex. I'm trying, I'm trying, homeboy, but like, like, listen, y'all watching it. Am I crazy here? Am I misreading? Like, I'm, I'm just trying to understand the words, but like, you hear him say it, and you're like, what the fuck did you just say, dog? <laughs> and is that hot? That's my question for the 1.8 percent of women who watch this channel from our audience view. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what's going on. Uh, he flows through. So give a shot if you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then brother, you're lost. Nah, dog. I don't know that I'm lost. I'm trying to understand you, but you're not being super clear. You're being clear when you're being social political. You're not clear when it comes to women. I don't know if you want to beat them. I don't know if you want to love them or if it's both. But you're not convincing me. You're not a wife beater, Sadat X, with your words. Anyway, um, I bound a pound a bunch of you after lunch because they do right. Appear from you know, the near lyric. Appear mm -hmm. from the rear with my clan. I'm the cave bear. Rip up the street in my worldwide terrace so loudly. My troops, so let's form three groups. I'm like, Wh what's going on? It just sounds like he's getting ready for war. Fair enough. Then Lord Jamar comes in. And uh, you're captivated by the science because the lesson's mathematical. And I'm like, I bet, and I can relate to this, people don't like Lord Jamar much. They respect Lord Jamar. They think he's really knowledgeable and talented. Okay. But I get the feeling that Lord Jamar has fans over friends. Because everything the guy says starts off with some shit like, you're captivated by the science because the lesson's mathematical. Jamar rocking the jam and an emphatical. And uh, Y equals knowledge born. I go on, although clothes get torn. And I'm like, I do that at work and people don't like me for it. So <laughs> I imagine Lord Jamar wasn't popular flossing how smart he is. Every opportunity he can. He has zero chill. I, I respect him more for it, which means other people must not like him on a personal level as much for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I thought he was funny. He's rushing out. Girls love him because he's really smart, right? And his intellectualism makes the girls get sexual with him. See, I, I made my own rhyme like Jamar. <laughs> so <laughs> Anyway, it's totally fine. But you know what? He's polite to all the women as long as they're natural looking. And yeah, sniffing a gram ain't flam. It's kind of weak. I like his anti-cocaine bars because fuck cocaine. 
Uh, Jamar, keep you up and through the rhymes I speak, not down with a frat. No, I ain't no Greek. Fair enough. I'd go to a frat. It looks kind of fun to find like a non-douchey frat. It looks like a good time. It's like summer camp for college. Yeah. A message from a black man is what you seek. I respect the position Lord Jamar's put him in. All things considered, I can deal with his with his messaging. I think he's pretty respectable. I think Grand Pumba is pretty cool and Sadat X is questionably misguided. But I feel like his other. You, you got what I had to say about him. All things considered, this one's cool. It's another 4.25. I feel like I enjoy the vibe of it, but there's some weirdness to it. And uh, the next one, I think, also has a funky beat, but I think it also might be a Jamar Singles solo song, and I was wrong earlier. True, true. So why don't y'all dance to my ministry? Yeah, this is dope. I really like this one. Yeah. Uh, the beat feels like live almost and i know it's probably samples and apparently it samples earth wind and fire song bad tune and it's got but it's got this crazy frantic upbeat like you just yeah. people it almost reminds me of like reefer madness when they get really high <laughs> and start jazz dancing and like when you see or i'm watching peaky blinders now and it's kind of in that same era and like they go into the jazz clubs and everybody a big thing is, I guess, music got faster with swing, right? Like right. a lot faster and upbeat. And people were doing some uh, cocaine. And, and I'm not kidding. They were just doing that kind of shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uppers and whatnot. Drugs were cool back then, right? Good old opium dens. You know what's crazy? Our grandparents did a lot of drugs. Our parents did a lot of drugs. Everybody mm. said drugs is bad. And now not they condemn parents. kids for doing drugs. Fuck out of here. Anyway. <laughs> So basically all those drug using people of the past were dancing it up in a fun way. Man, no, for real, look at what was in cough syrup back in the day. It meant codeine and fucking like marijuana and fucking opium and a bunch of shit. And that's cough syrup for kids. Um, not even playing. That's real shit. Uh, either way. So you get this kind of like, it feels like a throwback to almost the 30s, 40s, upbeat kind of jazzy, really, okay, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That, like super upbeat fucking swinginess to it and then uh lord jamar just fucking goes he just goes off and and just does it proper what i mean by proper i mean he's like i i got the four minutes to just rap about like my history and shit game on i'm gonna educate some motherfuckers and he rolls with it See, it's a positive force which guides my chorus. It ain't little Bo Peep, whose sheep been lost. It's the tribe, the God, tribe of Shabazz, first on the planet Earth, but definite to be the last. And that's Honor. like a biblical thing, So too. here's what's up. We got this dude, this local <clears throat> dude that we've been, you know, chilling with here and there. And, and when he starts talking about this stuff, he can go on for like an hour giving us like Earth history, how people originate from Africa and the tribe of this one. And I'm pretty sure we've been learning about this and first on the planet earth but definite to be the last so if we all understand people stem from africa in the first place before everyone expands out elsewhere and so that's just a crazy shit and so understanding what i've learned about this level of history and then seeing jamar just laying it down like this it's it's pretty cool you know if a last stand shall pass, students enroll while Jamar teach class. Seminar I give is for you to live, but not try to keep your mind captive. I break shackles, tear down tabernacles, any problem in sight, Jamar tackles. And I'm like, damn, he, he's like really just like, I'm going to be a, a go-getter. I'm going to solve problems. I'm going to educate the youth. I'm going to do it all. 
and through trickery, but hickory dickory dock times run out on the clock. I'm gonna use nursery rhymes. That's fucking dope. Uh, the shepherd's here to protect the flock. And something I've said for a long time is like, where the fuck the shepherds at in life? You know, there's sheep and there's wolves, but nobody ever talks about the shepherds. That's something I felt for a long time. And then I realized a lot of what five percenter mentality is is like the active to be the shepherds of the world. Right. Because it's like, uh, what is it? Eighty-five percent of people are ignorant and stupid. Uh, it's not stupid, but ignorant to the truth of the rest of the world, of the 15% who know the truth, 10% are evil and manipulative with it and use that knowledge to, to be, I guess, bad. I think the numbers have swayed and there's more of those people these days, but those would be like your 1%, your wealthy elites, the assholes who understand it. And then you often have these, and it's often poorer people who have the knowledge and altruistically sack it off for the greater good to help people. And so you have the shepherds of life, that last 5% who are willing to share the knowledge and, and give up everything for the sake of the greater good because they have that knowledge. And so I believe that's a, my rudimentary breakdown of that shit. So to see him mm -hmm. kind of use his folk as a shepherd, I find it really cool because on my own, I came to these kinds of ideas and I really do believe that shit. So I kind of love the idea of with my staff, I walk through the wilderness, build on math and destroy all the villainous criminals perpetrating this constant subliminal science to brainwash the minds of an unknown kept church going. It's time to shine light. That's why I'm proving and showing. And it's amazing because something I would like to do in my life, I even try to do it on this very show, this very channel, is to educate, is to show it. Like I read a bunch of shit, I try to learn, I try to constantly keep my brain improving and then take that knowledge and share it with people to the best of my human ability, you know? And I find it really cool that there's so much inspiration being found in this little Lord Jamar song here. Like this song stands the fuck out to me as something super interesting. You know, anyway, so his basic goal is to use his music to preach to people, especially to the youth of the inner city and the outskirts. People may disagree, but yo, hey, the truth hurts. Lord Jamar, I'll advance in the industry. That didn't happen. I'm making sure you can <laughs> dance to my ministry. And I really like that, though. So now dance. And the fact is, it's like it kind of has the sense of him shooting guns at you with ethics and shit. So dance, motherfucker. Yeah. But on the other hand, you really feel like he's giving you his music to dance to that's actually really interesting. You know, like, come into my laboratory. I'm going to take you on a tour. And Ank is the key. And the key is knowledge, which unlocks my lab's door. Kemet, which is another term I should know, but I can't remember because off the top, but it's another, like, of that black history type knowledge term. Mm -hmm. Let's you enter. Heat generates from the center. Lord Jamar is an inventor. Production of the black facts. Put, the black, put on black wax. I got a lot to say set in stacks. And what's re really cool is just that listening to this sounds really in line with what I understand, but gives me also like things to Google and things to learn from. So because he's tapping into like real knowledge, this shit doesn't actually sound dated. This, I mean, yes, the sound of the music or whatever, but mm -hmm. not really compared to the rest of it. Like this particular piece honestly feels like it could have come out any time because the core music to me sounds so old already, but the message what has he said that puts a time frame on it? Nothing. It's just pure universality to perception that like you take this whole song and apply all the lyrics to 2019, except for maybe the part where he shouts out, you know, 
some of the more people at the end, like but like Q-Tip and whatnot. But as far as the two verses go, like it really just feels like this universal knowledge, like this focus on real power. And I think that's amazing that this song in 1990 may as well could have come out today, said the same thing, had the same relevance, speak to the same people and had the same purpose. That's actually really fucking dope. Five on no four point five on five because wow. End of the day, jazz is not my favorite shade in the world, and the beats fucking whatever. Four point five on five. It's so well made. I really respect it a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was well done. Um, <laughs> this definitely has like a very energetic beat. For me, it was the beat that stood out um, more than anything else. Um, and like this one was just sort of like too. Like, I thought, like, to, like, motivate, like, black men and women to, like, kind of, like, inspire them. And it was just sort of like a hype song. Like, I don't really have anything else to say that you haven't touched on. Um, I mean, I really like this. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I also gave it a 4.5 on 5. All right. So the next track on the album is called Drop the Bomb. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about Drop the Bomb? We are going to drop the bomb. Drop the bomb. Um, so they are dropping some uh, intellect bombs uh, on us. Um, so that's kind of what it is. They're just trying to, like, educate everybody um, by, like, you know, making their music. And I think that that's a kind of a, a cool way to get, like, positive messages or messages that you think are important out there into the world. And, you know, those who... Uh, need it will grasp onto it and I think that that's pretty cool so this one has uh, another nice beat I like it it's very I mean it's very 90s but it's also like just like a lot of fun and I enjoy it and it's just like easy to listen to um, telling us that um, the, that black man was the first people and he's kind of he refers back to like Adam and Eve like they were black and so I think that that's kind of like an interesting like idea or you know it could very well be the truth but like in my in like at least in terms of like in my mind when i think of adam and eve i think of these like pale you know people with like their hair flowing down and you know like leaves over their like privates and whatever um and like it could be completely different but then that's sort of just been brainwashed generation after generation um into i guess like the western western world or all of the world, I guess. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Because, like, I mean, I think about, like, Black Jesus, but I don't think of, like, everybody else as being, like, of color in, like, the Bible, I guess. Um, I mean, but, like, it's crazy because, like, Ethiopia is in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Like, the same Ethiopia. It's in Israel, which isn't really white. Yeah, it mean, wasn't really white back then, I don't think. It's not even that white now. I mean, yes, there's a lot of Ashkenazi Jews who went there, but everybody's still tanned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I stand out like a sore fucking thumb in Israel for how white I am by comparison, and there's pictures to prove it mm. because everyone gets kind of dark. Olive is a more common color, like more of that Greek yeah. kind of white. Yeah. So is it white? Maybe, but nobody... Sun-kissed white. Nobody looks like the way that religion whitewashed history yeah i think that's really interesting um so this one is kind of like touching on like some of the issues um in the black communities most um notably uh, i think it was the welfare and like kind of how it kind of keeps people trapped in that cycle and that the next generation will um 
you know, will use welfare and it just makes for like a lazy um, community and people who are just dependent on the government and um, everybody should be independent and take that right back, um, kind of. So, I mean, that's kind of how I interpreted it and how that's how the devil, um, a.k.a. the white man slash power, um, can take advantage of people. And I really like this one because it's um, it has like a really sick beat and yet like um, like the message is all mixed in. It's like really, really cool. I like that. Um, I like the ending. I like how I like it. It's all good. It's basically just about um, like waking yourself up, um, not being ignorant, not um, relying on the man and um, like just making like being being a better person and like making a better community by like changing um, the systematic um, powers that be. So I give this a 4.6 on 5. I really like this one. I feel like it's very charged in, in, in a good way. Uh, Lord yeah. Jamar starts it off like, will I build like a mason face in the east? Because they're like, you know, build shit. Uh, build and brought west to the belly of the beast protest. And I like that because it's like protest as opposed to just protest. Uh, because this land ain't just. I seek equality and freedom as a must. Now, if understand is understood, well, that's good. On equal planes, we can bring forth change. Rise dead from the uh, graves of slaves. Fly the head of the men in caves. To instead to unify with our plan. Why do we fear the devil now that he's a grown man? So, like, right away, you can tell, yeah, we are here to change up the status quo and kind of bring some equality to our people and whatnot. And I thought that devil line is fascinating because it yeah. plays on the biblical concept of the devil, but it's just like, yo, the devil, as in the white guy, all he really is is a grown man. We can deal with that situation. Because yeah. he bought you, taught you how to eat the wrong food. Now it's time for fasting, life everlasting. And that's fascinating, right? Because it's very powerful. The truth is white people showed up and there was a slave trade going on and they brought people over to North America turn them into fucking slaves and yes this happened all over but the slaves in new york, that ended up in new york there's a good chance was part of this particular version of it and yeah they fucked up the culture and they changed shit up you know uh and i really appreciate the bluntness of it because it, it is what happened when you look at the history and certainly a lot of people especially white people especially ignorant white people get offended by some of the triggering language but i mean i don't know you can't really change history because it's uncomfortable in my opinion and history is extremely uncomfortable you know what used to be allowed to happen i'm reading like icelandic poems from the middle ages oh i want to fuck your wife i'll show up with a bunch of guys and kill everybody and take your wife and then i'll rape her until she's mine and it sounds kind of blunt but life's like that up until the modern era where people got sensibilities and shit i guess so life used to be really fucked up and lots of fucked up shit happened anyway uh he has no tolerance for black ignorance and i thought that was a powerful statement because he he's so driven to grow and learn that he can't understand why people choose to stay in the path of ignorance you know uh he's driven by the course of allah true and living cream of the planet earth god of the universe mm -hmm. the first soul black like coal ask how well this 
No said birth record. The devil couldn't check even if he wants to check it. The Nubian's record, Allah respect it. That's an interesting point too. Like you have these people where you don't even know how old they are. There's no you don't really know. They're like it's like when you adopt a cat and you give it an arbitrary birth date and you hope you're right. That's how people <laughs> are fucking treated. You I know? guess. Anyway, so I really, really enjoyed his verse and I thought it was really strong. Uh, Sadat X is coming in political, which I think is very good. We've come to see he is also like powerful on that front. What I provide will collide with devilish ways of thinking. Again, I like how they're playing the devilish as the double entendre. So you have the typical devil idea, but you know, there's a literal whitewashing that goes on with a lot of shit and you see it everywhere. I've come to realize it's what I call middle class normative behavior. So the white middle class is like this conformity club where everybody tries to fucking stamp out personality individuality so we all suck the same dick and deep throat at the same amount it's fucking awful and i hate every second of it i put it like that because that's what these fucking people do from my perception they bend over backwards and they take corporate cocks so that they can all have their nice fancy little distractions and they're poorer than ever and they hand it up and it's just it's just the dumbest shit i've ever seen Anyway, so whitewashing is this thing that really does happen everywhere. Race and false facts that started with Abe Lincoln being great, used his weight and freed the slaves, but did he free us? Take a look around at the black man, see us? And I was like, damn, that's a powerful point. Are, are you really free? Is freedom really a thing? And when illiteracy rules and they're showing cartoons in school instead of teaching you because they're too understaffed and people don't understand math and that's the way the system works. The black man can get the purchase, drop the family, it neutralizes many. And, he's, and it's really interesting how they point out how in the hood, like the education system's fucked up so people aren't getting given the knowledge and the basic skills required to compete in a way to have an existence that's anything other than glorify. Like it basically turns into this cycle of slavery or, or bad situations mm-hmm. like that. And then you got the welfare components where this isn't necessarily just black people that go through that welfare cycle. I have watched my family members go through things like this because anyone that comes from welfare can kind of see the, the, the cycle and the trap of, of what it really is. I mean, yes, there's the privilege part where it's probably hella easy for me to get the fuck out a lot quicker if I want to, and that has been part of my life, and I recognize how much privilege exists, but I also know what that welfare shit really is, and I see the point of it. Now the way the devil got us is the way the devil wanted. He tried to hold us back, and he overly floss it. Yeah, I get his point. It's true. White people are pretty shitty like that. Um... (laughs) The St. Even is land. The Indians was here first. The savagery displayed made the red man disperse. That's crazy. Like, Barney read a book where, like, they were saying how 200 dudes on horses basically capped down with guns. What is it? 80,000 fucking native people. 80,000. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, white people are fucking awful sometimes, historically speaking. I'm out to squash the whitewash, brainwash line of thought. I got a million books in the, in the school and the fort in the rule with three great teachers. And I'm like, damn, this is really fire. Anyway, this is really fire. Then Grand Pumbaa comes in here. Um, well, here I go from the tippy. On those who want to flow, let's go. Step in and stride as a move with pride. Blind, deaf, and dumb. God, Haji's here to guide. Follow me now, children, for wisdom. I always seem to give conniption. I'm like a pimp. I'm more like Egyptian. I'm like... That's good rhyming. I'm like, you're not singing as much, but you're all right. Like, the other two seem like they got really deep, 
levels of understanding of this shit. He's just like, I'm going to use words. <laughs> Not so dismissive, but... <laughs> no, but it's good. It feels like he's a little newer to it in the way he's delivering it. Straight to, like, I'm more like an Egyptian. Straight to the kingdom is where I bring him and school him. Now rule is where I rule him. He Allah, God, Islam, now act. Then let me slow down because 85s can't get with that. And I'm not saying he doesn't know whatever. I'm saying that by comparison, it feels a little less deep. Um, anyway, I find his verse is just it is also good. And as we go through it, you know, when I drop my bomb, it's heading straight for the colored man. Knowing this Asiatic confrontation causes static man. It adds sincerely Allah's mathematics. So let's move on the mental of the black man has been torn. So I love the way he raps and whatnot. He raps well. And it's all pretty good. And they clearly are not that interested in the Uncle Toms of the world. And they're coming for some people. Yeah. So... I like the charged up nature of this track in general. I definitely think uh, Grand Pumba shines more on the goofy songs and the other two <laughs> shine a lot more on the serious songs. So that's an interesting mix that we have going on. And it's fascinating because Grand Pumba ends up leaving the group not long after this and then coming back like way later on. So oh, yeah. maybe there was some level of creative difference going on behind the scenes between the, the, the focus of, of things. I don't really know too deeply of it. This is what Wikipedia told me. Still, this track kind of blew me away a bit. It was really interesting to listen to. And I find that when they are on this, like, social political tip going on about a bunch of interesting things, calling out real harsh truths in a world where, especially at a time when it probably wasn't that cool to do so, you know, I really respect it. 4.5 on 5. Yeah. All right. So if that's that, we're going to call this the end of the first part because, yes, yes, we know that there are 16 songs, so you could be like, but there's eight is the halfway point. But we all know that there's a certain song that appears twice on this album. So you know, with that in mind, the intro bit, this is like a great place to cut it in half because, yeah. you know, as it gets too long, if it, nobody wants to click on a three-hour video <laughs> of stuff we've learned. So we appreciate y'all being here with us and looking forward to seeing your comments, seeing what you think to some of maybe the more goofier things that were said in this mm -hmm. review. And uh, I, I just, I, I like to learn. So if you can educate me, I'm going to take that and I'm going to really care because it, it matters a lot what you say. Um, you can subscribe to the channel for part two of this and other reviews. You can like this video if you did like it. Um, on that note, special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Coney Sparks. They're dope. They support what yep. we do. They have the power to request reviews from us, such as Jonathan Barnes, such as this very review in which he did so. But they helped us get a better camera. They helped us get on Spotify. And they make our lives, like, more meaningful and stuff. So thank you, <laughs> Patreon people. Thank you. Y'all are wonderful. Anyway, um, I released an album recently. You can check it out on Spotify's and all that stuff. It's Holden Stefan Roy, The Alternative Grind. I'd love to hear what you think about it. Let me know in the comments. You can check it out, some of that on this channel. And I think that's about it for now. So live long and prosper, everyone. Bye, guys.